In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI, your weekly dose of pro wrestling fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I'm joined, as always, by my partners in crime fighting. First up, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? Oh, man, I'm on vacation, have my feet up in Turks and Caicos, and just having a good old time. Liar! Yeah, except for it's not Turks and Caicos, it's Nebraska. But it's warmer than it was, so Yeah. Got up to like a whole fifty five degrees here. Yeah, it was it was roasty toasty. Yeah. Fifty five degrees American or, yeah. or Fahrenheit. And in uh, Celsius that's like that's like twelve. I wish it was twelve here. Jeez, we were in the minuses. We were minus it got the coldest it got today was minus twenty eight. Holy smokes, in Montreal? Yeah, well, I mean, I think maybe you guys, our Sunday was nice. Uh, was this, No, our Saturday? Yeah, no, our Sunday was very nice. Our Sunday was like plus 10 or something. So, yeah, it's like 40 uh, degrees. Yeah. No, it's like so 50 degrees. Really nice. And then, you know, I, I mean, I can't complain for March, to be honest with you, on how our weather is doing. Um, but yeah, no, today was freaking freezing. Today was one of those days was I thanked God I was in a pandemic because I don't have to go out for anything. <laughs> By the way, this, that, that's the other person. <laughs> that's our other partner in crime fighting. <laughs> My, what's going on, man? It goes, guys. It goes. Uh, I'm also on vacation. Um, I'm on vacation from school and from work. I didn't even realize that I had booked my vacation the same day that it was the spring break for school. So I was certainly a happy camper when I realized that. So I have a full week off of nothing but lounging around. And um, then I just have school for one week and then I go back to work. So I cannot complain, good sir. Just, good old, just... You're on vac- vacation in good old Montreal. Montreal. That's right. And Mount just for real. the other American listeners, right now it is 18 degrees American in American. <laughs> Eight degrees American. It's not Fahrenheit. It's American. It's American. Um, yeah, you're get, you're going through a bit of a cold spell here, because um, it looks like uh, the high um, for today in Montreal was scheduled to be 32 degrees American, which is zero. Mm. Um, but then 22 tomorrow, 21 the next day, 23, 25, not till uh, Monday it starts to come up. And then next week, next week you're looking to be, you know. Not too shabby. Pretty nice. You know, so. Now, um, in comparison, uh, that same 10-day forecast, um, tomorrow's supposed to be up to 63 here. Um and next week we're supposed to get all the way up to 70 on so guys not only do we provide you with great wrestling entertainment we also give you the weather report because we are not just any one trick pony we are multi we have two tricks two tricks that's it two trick ponies i'm done (laughs) and they're the second best weather pro wrestling podcast in america in the world why are we the second best 
I don't know. There's got to be somebody else who talks about the weather on their podcast. It's kind of like, have you guys ever seen Flight of the Concords? I know you have. It, it's it's a comedy <laughs> series, but um, it stars these two guys who move to America. They they do folk rock comedy songs, but one of the funny things is in the very first one, they say we are formerly the fourth best, fourth most popular folk rock comedy duo from New Zealand. Um, the third most popular performs our cover song. So they're not even the most popular folk rock comedy duo doing their own songs. Uh, so that's kind of what we are. The formerly fourth best wrestling comedy fake cop meteorologist podcast. I just got her name. Wrestling with Weather Report. Yeah. Nope. Ah. Back to the drawing board. Back to the... If you are new to this particular type of our show, uh, Fantasy Booking, the uh, premise is very simple. We're going to take turns challenging the others to book some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of professional wrestling. We don't discuss them in advance, so the answers are going to be made up on the spot because uh, comedy, I guess. Yeah, that's it. Um, before we get into everything, I always remind people we are part of the Tatnisco Podcast Network, <laughs> so make sure to check out the other shows on the network at tatnisco.com. Um, and then we also have a Patreon, so you can head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash raw and order WBU, um, to support us there, or our merch store at shop.spreadshirt.com slash raw and order WBU. So some great ways to support us that way, but let us get into the fantasy booking. Ooh, did you hear that? Mount Real said that he'll go first. Yeah, Holy... Okay, blow our minds. All right, here we go. Um, all right, so we saw on Rob that it will be most likely, and I guess we maybe have predicted this uh, going forward, that Charlotte Flair just blatantly announces, hey, I'm going to face Asuka because there's no one else that could. I let my father go bye-bye, and he went home, and there you have it, right? Then we saw Nia Jax come out with Baszler and uh, throw some shade at Charlotte's way. But this is where I suddenly thought, hey, because Baszler also started talking for a bit and the whole, the whole Asuka tooth thing, they brought that up. Of course, we knew they were going to bring that up. And so I was thinking, what a perfect way to get Baszler in the match at WrestleMania and thus giving her her push that she most, that she truly, most rightfully deserves. And so this brought me to this little book your fantasy i would like you to or maybe perhaps okay without using how i described it i would like you to book baszler in the title picture for wrestlemania i was about to say so are you gonna let us fantasy book part of this or are you just gonna do it all yourself listen i got excited i finally got one don't rain on my parade <laughs> i didn't bring an umbrella i'm soaking here don't do it i'm done but without using my, obviously, you guys got to be a little bit more creative. Put Baszler into the title picture. At okay, specifically into the title picture or into a uh, major oh, match? Into the world title picture. Into the title picture, okay. Women's title picture, got it. Got it. Uh-huh. Thinking how to do it in a way that's not what you already did. Yes. Yeah. You, you can go first. I'll let you, bud. Well, I'm still thinking. Give me a second. Um, I don't. I don't think we need to make it a triple threat. 
I think triple threats at WrestleMania are played out, and they do them way too often. You know, they did it a few years ago with uh, Becky and Charlotte and Ronda, uh, which was fine because they needed someone to carry Ronda's ass. Apparently, um, they needed two someones. Yeah, yeah, that she was, uh, she was that good, and by good, yeah. I mean not. But I don't think they need to do that. So, so what I think, <coughs> I think they use the tooth as storyline, where Asuka comes back from her injury time and demands a match with Shayna, uh, because you're the one who knocked out my tooth. I want payback. And Shayna responds with, I only want a match if it's for the title. So you actually put Shayna in the belt before Wrestle. So then the match is Charlotte challenging for the belt at WrestleMania, not against Asuka, but against Shayna instead. Because um, she's already challenged for the belt at WrestleMania. And she's going to be pissed that, you know, I got passed over for a shot at it for, for Shayna. But that also then allows you to truly build up Shayna by having her beat Charlotte one-on-one -on, -one on the granddaddy of them. And beat Asuka. I mean, there- And beat Asuka leading up to it, yeah. Oh. It's a huge push right there. And here's the deal is Shayna's still a heel, so you can still have distraction tactics or Nia Jax holding Asuka's legs during the pin or something like that, you know what I mean? As a, as a gimmick to allow Asuka, or, you know, or Charlotte even, to come away having lost, but still having a reason to act like they're they're still strong, you know what I mean? But it, it gives some two major wins under Shayna's belt. I think they should lean really hard into Shayna's MMA background, and, and give her effectively a knockout punch. Uh, That's better than the big shows. Well, yeah. But, <laughs> but the biggest thing is, you know, from, just from a standpoint of it's not going to be every time. It's not going to be one of the more think of it, the the uh, knockout punch out of nowhere, the RKO sort of a move that in the middle of the match, she might be down and then she's able to hit this left cross that just knocks people out. But that's how I would get her in the women's title picture at WrestleMania. I just wouldn't do it as a triple threat because that's overdone to me. Nice. I like that. That's a, an original way to do it. And it really does build up uh, Baszler. Now, will they do it? Probably not. I don't think Vince has enough faith in Baszler for some stupid reason. Yeah, he's, he's reportedly not very high on her, which is dumb. So what's going to happen is probably they're going to try to build up for uh, Shayna and Nia to challenge for the tag titles again at WrestleMania. Because First that's they what... have to lose them, bud. No, they already did lose them, didn't they? I thought they no. lost them. No, oh, they have... yeah. it's later on this month. That's right. Well, love, yeah, because they're going down. To, they're going down to this. NXT against. Uh... Yep. That's fine. And... They 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 can have them with the belts, but have them lose them at WrestleMania or in a tag match at WrestleMania. Either way. The, my point still being, the last thing we actually as fans want to see is more Nia and Shayna as a tag team. Yeah, we're getting way too much Nia on TV, though. Oh, my God. I was so scared she was going to hurt Charlotte. No, wait, she faced Naomi. I was first scared, I was first scared that she was going to hurt Naomi. Uh, and then I was scared she was going to hurt Charlotte. Just still so cringeworthy. <laughs> yes. Oh, Charles can handle it. That's my nickname for Charlotte. We're close like that. 
<laughs> so, how would you book it, Mr. Fabe? Um, so I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna um not ignore the existing storyline. I don't know why that happened, but it did. Um, and and I'm gonna point out the fact that Naya has pinned both of the women's champions recently, coming off of a Shayna victory or off of a Shayna strike of some type. Um, and because of that, um, I'm going to have Naya come out and say, I deserve a title shot. Um, in her said effort to get a title shot, Charlotte's already saying that she deserves a title shot or is getting one. So at fast lane, I'm going to allow for a Naya Charlotte Oscar match, uh, which Oscar will win. Um, Shayna will attack Charlotte and Asuka will just beat Nia. Um, in that time, by Shayna doing said thing, um, she is making her statement known that she should be in the title picture. And Nia and Charlotte all say, Charlotte comes back with a, hold on, I only didn't win that match because you attacked me. So we get a short Charlotte versus Shayna series. We also get Naya in there saying, wait a minute, that was a triple threat. I only lost because I was playing by triple threat rules and Asuka just happened to catch me and you were distracting Shayna. And so in the match just before, or in two weeks before WrestleMania, so two Mondays before WrestleMania, 13 days before WrestleMania, um, Nia and Shayna, after Nia has, or after Shayna has already proven that she deserves a title shot, um, Nia and Shayna, Nia attacks Shayna when she's out saying, I'm going to get my title shot, come sign this contract. Nia comes out and attacks Shayna, and they have a match that following week for the number one contender position. Um, in which Shayna taps out Naya, um, which might break a hit on Shayna because you're for the clutch, she has to be behind him. But anyway, um, and so then we get the Oscar lock versus Shayna Baszler's cure for the clutch at WrestleMania in a submission match. Ooh, like the stipulation is a legit submission match because that I feel like has never been done. Ooh, I like that idea too. And honestly, Flair so doesn't. There's no, there's no nothing, just the submission. It's like an I quit match, only you know, you tap out, which apparently tapping out is okay, but saying I quit is is not. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was actually excited to see um, in the AEW Japanese side of the women's tournament, they actually did the three arm drops for a submission. I was like, yeah, three arm drops. Because that brings it back. The person's not submitting. The person, you know, literally just can't respond, and that's why they lose. Anyways. Yeah. So That's why I like the three arm drops better. That's all I'm saying. Bring back the three arm drops. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. And things. AEW's always kind of still brought that back, though. It's never to be that just kind of just totally disregarded it. It still has it, but it still has tap-outs. And I just... I think tap outs need to be a lot rarer. I think the peop- if you're going to win by submission, it needs to be because you put the person out. Unless it's something like the sharpshooter, which is 
just so excruciatingly painful that people have passed out from it. But most times they're just like, I can't take the pain anymore. Mm-hmm. So then they say, I quit. Yes. The the advent of the I quit match needs to never have happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it works. I guess it works for the one match ever that we all really enjoy about it. But anyway. Yeah. We shall move on to challenge number two. Okay. I'll do it. Um, okay. So my challenge... It's a little bit more fun. Ouch. Um, number, no, yours was fun. It's just all wrestling. No, mine's no, not gonna be, I don't want your mine's sympathy. A cross, mine's a crossover of current events along with professional wrestling. I don't want your sympathy. Okay. Okay, fine. His is more fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the, 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 recently, number one, every year around this time, there is an artist from our youth who is celebrated. Um, I happened to eat a meal on Sunday um, to kick off this week because at my son's school, they were celebrating Dr. Seuss. So I had green eggs and ham. By the way, it tore me up. Something terrible. Apparently my body does not like green food dye. Anyway, (laughs) Um, and in the news, because again, it's that time of year, there is some controversy about said doctor, um, Dr. Seuss. And so I want, it's just about silliness, guys. That's all this is. We have a week where we don't have to talk about a pay-per-view. This is great. (laughs) Um, I want you to book your very own take a Dr. Seuss book and wrestlers in for the characters that are in there. You don't have to rewrite the whole book. Give us a couple lines from your favorite Dr. Seuss book, but make there be wrestlers. Go. I do not like Nia Jax. I do not like her whole or back. I do not like when she talks on the mic. I do not like when she oh starts getting into fights. See, I told you it'd be fun. Samoan that was a flat. <laughs> oh, I am not done. I don't like her Samoan drop. Or when she hits you on the turnbuckle and someone else flops. Yep. Um, kudos to Nia for getting that. I don't think I know any more Dr. Seuss books, to be honest. So it's Green Eggs and Ham for you. Got it. <laughs> and Nia Jax is literally the Green Eggs and Ham. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the moment that you that you said at the very end of that book when uh, unnamed character says, I do like them, is like when Nia beats, like injures Ronda Rousey on a return. That's, that's the <laughs> only reason to like it. I do not like Nia here nor there. I do not like her anywhere. I did not like her on NXT. I don't even like her on TV. That was fantastic. That is like yeah, she- worthy of that is like worthy of a short video to to promo the show. Oh my god, I'm doing a TikTok. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you laugh, but I'm doing it. <laughs> uh, that's fine. I do not like Naya on NXT. I do not like her anywhere on TV. Uh, now, see, here's the funny part. Smarks has a younger child right now. So um, the interesting thing will, like, I could see Smarks trying to put red, one fish, two fish to this. <laughs> The messed up part is there's actually six Dr. Seuss books that are banned from getting yeah, a 
So, so I mean, so, starring so Nia Jax because that's the news part. I didn't want to go into it, but that's the news part. So, so I'm going to quickly clarify that wording there. The six books are not banned. Um, the six books were books that uh, the the family and foundation of Dr. Seuss has decided are no longer uh, in line with the image that they want to portray anymore. Um, and more specifically, uh, Dr. Seuss always was a very progressive political person. A lot of his uh, books and, and stuff, uh, especially outside of his children's books, his, his other books, uh, actively went after racism and sexism and stuff like that. But he was also a product of his time in the 1960s. And so in modern context, these six books featured negative stereotypes that in modern concept, uh, modern times did not fit the political leanings of Dr. Seuss if he were existing today. So they weren't banned. The actual Dr. Seuss Foundation decided that they did not want to put these out anymore. That's a different thing to, to think. However... Um, he, here's where, back to your, your challenge, here's where it's going to be um, uh, really actually tough for me, because uh, I really didn't read much Dr. Seuss growing up. Well, we had a conversation Sunday when I had the green eggs and the M, um, and you said that you thought it was green eggs. Comma. And, and normal ham. ham. <laughs> yes. So Because I, don't, I, I literally I, don't know if I ever had the book at my house because the book obviously pictures if you look at it green ham but to me i always heard it as green eggs comma and ham so the eggs were green but the ham was and so like i'm literally i'm scrolling through wikipedia's list of dr seuss books i'm like i i've never read horton here's a who well there's movies i haven't watched it because I didn't, I didn't have a desire to watch it because I didn't know the book, right? So you could do like Vince does not hear who, you know, the fans. <laughs> I uh, give him ideas. I know very little of the Cat in the Hat, aside from that it was a very, very horrible Mike Myers movie. That it was, yep. There's also thing I... one and thing two in that. That's where I thought you were gonna go was Cat in the Hat. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, that's where I'm. I'm really struggling here. Like, like I might have to go to the only one of these books that I know in any real shape, way, shape, or form, and that's not actually from the book. Um, but I'm, I'm literally, I've never read the Lorax. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my gosh, you could do Mick Foley. One Mick, two Mick, red Mick, blue Mick. I, th- I think when I was a kid. We read Oh, The Places You'll Go. And I say when I was a kid, it came out in 1990. So I was actually a teen, but I don't remember it. To be perfectly honest. You're an early uh, teen. Uh, I don't want to be relatively older than you are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was still technically a teen. Yeah. I mean, you weren't going out and buying, you know, Olsen twins clothes. So I think I don't, the only one that I actually feel like I know enough to actively try to to do this with is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That's perfect. I love it. How the Vince Stole Christmas. I love it. Grinch, sorry, not Vince. Oh, GC, now, now you're trying to put thoughts in my head. 
I seriously think we could write rewrite several Dr. Seuss books just about pro wrestling. I'm going to hand Green Eggs and Ham straight over to JLB. <laughs> what are those called? Those are just, I guess, not nursery rhymes, but just like how he just, yeah, but not all children's books are necessarily like that. His method of poetry is, um, like, I can't think of the word. There's got to be a name for it, but we definitely should. I'm invading your TikTok, Detective Marks Marks. <laughs> well, so so here, here's the story. Like, again, like I said, I wasn't really into to the Dr. Seuss stuff growing up. My parents weren't into it. Probably the only reason I know much about even how the Grinch Stole Christmas is the movie uh, the originally the TV special, the animated one. Um, and part of that, even this kind of uh, shows the where we come from, is uh, the the voice of um, the narrator, the singer in how the the original how the Grinch stole Christmas is Thurl Ravenscroft. Um, Thurl Ravenscroft also was the original voice of Tony the Tiger is from, Norfolk, Nebraska. So, so the connection to Nebraska is really how my family got to how the Grinch stole Christmas. Not that it was a well-known Dr. Seuss book. Fair enough. Wow. So, so I well, like literally. I'm I'm sitting here going, okay, now now I've got to figure out uh, 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 characters in this because aside from the Grinch, I'm like, um, who else is who else is a character in this? Cause I, my mine's gonna be the most the the worst answer to this question i can guarantee um, to be fair, mine was just awesome so i mean <laughs> I, I i gotta be honest i think we could have a hundred people do this and mine would still probably be the worst final answer <laughs> um i'm i'm not even gonna try to pretend like this is something that i i can uh but i think you're onto something with the grinch because I didn't even think of the Grinch. I thought of all the rhyming ones. Um, let's see. So the main characters are the Grinch, Cindy Lou Who. Isn't Max the dog? Yes. There, there's a person whose voice is the dog. Does the dog actually have lines other than dog so. sounds? I don't think so, but... So, um... <sighs> Well, probably the best answer is is the one that slipped out of D.A. Fabe's mouth, which your mean one, Mr. Vince. <laughs> I love it. And I so, think Mil- Milton Berle was the one who sang that, too. Nope, that was Thurl Ravenscroft. Oh, was it? He sounded a lot like Milton Berle, who was also the voice of the snowman in, in Frosty. Or not in Frosty, in, uh, uh, oh, what's his name? The, 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 uh, Rudolph, Rudolph yes. Um, so... The, the tough thing is, like, you got to cast all the who's in Whoville, um, but, like, they're annoying, but they're still the good guys sort of a thing. So you've got to find all the annoying good guys, the annoying face characters, like, because secretly when watching the Grinch show, you're kind of happy at the beginning that the Grinch is stealing Christmas from them, but then you meet Cindy Lou Who, and then you feel sad. So the main who's in Whoville have to be all of the uh, the faces that you hate. So let's see. Uh, Lana has to be one of the who's. Um, 
<laughs> Who else is a face that you hate? Um, I'm gonna get heat for saying this, uh, but Titus O'Neil. <laughs> um, Carmella. She's not really a face right now, but she's also not really a heel. So. Um, oh, I was just saying she's a face that I hate. <laughs> but but if you go back to her pre rebranding character, yeah, she's one hundred percent a face. Oh, ooh, Billy Kay. <laughs> Billy Kay as well. Uh, um, Bo Bo Dallas can be one of them. Uh, in fact, for for the sake of this, I'm gonna have them sign Kurt Axel to a short term deal as well. So they can have the B team as as the the uh, Who Whoville team, yeah. So of course Vince Vince as you know the Grinch. Um, You're a mean one, Mister Vince. I think uh, I think Shane as Max the dog. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I don't I don't check. I think that's all I got for this because uh, unfortunately you hit a weak spot in my knowledge. Oh. It won't Thank happen God, this again. Is being recorded. <laughs> Will not happen again. Okay, do some research, bud. Um, so yeah, that's I guess how I would do it. So this is this is your knowledge with an N, like like Nebraska. And you have a child. <laughs> I raised her on good stuff, like superheroes. Uh, <laughs> fine. Okay. So I like what you did with with the the Grinch. There there's several events you could have done though recently. I going back 10 years how the Miz stole Christmas and having Cindy Lou Who be angry Miz girl I think would be a lot of fun too um I, I, I think there's something to be said for uh, obviously the firings about a about 11 months ago now that you could do um how the Vince stole Christmas and then then you get a whole bunch of people that fit really well into the Who's and Drake Maverick gets to be Cindy Lou Who. Yeah. I, I gotta be honest, I just have such a disdain for using actual firings in a storyline that I'm um, sorry. That it's I just have, a... I I block it even from my fantasy booking. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I just wanted to have a little fun with uh current events at a time of year where we talk about this stuff and uh um, I wasn't going to go into the current events. I guess thank you, Smarks, for going deeper into it than you should have. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to have a little fun. You open a door, I walk through it. That's how it works. <laughs> um, uh, so I just want to point out that uh, you mentioned Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick got fired and managed to turn that into absolute face pop. So much that they turned it into a storyline and rehired him. And the sky was the fucking limit for what they could do with that character at that point. And what did they do once he'd signed a new contract? Buried his ass. We're going to stick him in a going nowhere tag team with Killian Dane and have him just get his ass kicked on a regular basis and never be anything. Like, I... I, I feel bad that I saw it coming, and I think if we dig back to 
the the episode of WBU or whatever that happened shortly after he signed his contract, I said something about it. How I'm happy he's got a job and everything, but I think it was the worst thing that could have happened to him as a wrestler. Uh, I think if he'd have gone back to Impact Wrestling, he'd be top of their card right now. If he'd have gone over to AEW, he'd be getting legitimate screen time weekly. Uh, but he's he's buried on NXT because they don't have a use for him. And the only reason they gave him a new contract is to try to build back some of the some of the bad will that they burned by firing a bunch of people in a pandemic. Anyways, we will move on to my challenge. Um, and mine, I guess, is going to be maybe lower concept than DA Fabes. Um, so rumors broke today. Today being um, actually yesterday now, as it <clears throat> as I look at our clock. Um, but Tuesday. Um, that Tuesday, March second, twenty twenty one. Uh, the rumor that broke was um, one of the pro wrestling dirt <laughs> sheets is reporting that uh, executives at uh, NBC um, slash USA Network uh, and WWE are due to soon announce that NXT is moving to Tuesday nights. That WWE and NXT have given up on the Wednesday night war and they're going to move it to Tuesday, which uh frankly them not trying to war with AEW is the best fucking thing to happen really uh not just for AEW but for NXT cuz as i said before we've got 1.5 to almost 2 million people who wants to watch wrestling on a non monday or friday night right and had to choose between AEW or NXT to watch live right and now they won't have to. Um, do I think all 700,000 NXT followers are going to switch over to watch AEW on Wednesday now? Probably not all of them. But do I think a, a fair chunk of them will? Yes. Do I think all seven to 800,000 AEW viewers are going to suddenly start tuning into NXT live on Tuesday night? Maybe not, but do I think a bunch of them will? Yeah. So will we start seeing million viewerships on both of those shows? It's a distinct possibility. Both shows will have better ratings when they don't compete with each other than just one show, right? Oh. Um, but, however, Tuesday night is Impact Night. So there's oh. a different war going on, albeit not nearly as competitive of a war. Uh, for lots of reasons. Not saying Impact is bad. I'm a big Impact fan. But it's on a network that a lot of people don't get. Right? So, um, so my thoughts are with the current crossovers between NXT, or excuse me, between AEW and Impact, uh, shows that run on opposite nights, why could there not be an NXT Impact crossover? So that's what I want you guys to do. I want you to book a Tuesday night... NXT AE uh, NXT Impact crossover event. I say Tuesday night, meaning it's a two-hour show uh, that they're both on, so it's not pay-per-view level, but it's still a crossover. That means probably about five matches total, something to show off both brands and go. So a, a Tuesday night crossover between what? NXT and Impact. So five matches to go between yeah. the two, give or take. Yes. Ugh. 
Well, the styles, I, the styles don't don't. Uh, I think don't I think some of them well. do. I do think some of them do. I mean, uh, especially considering Karrion Cross was on Impact up until a year ago. Uh, MSK was on Impact up until a few months ago. Oh, I guess I didn't think about guys like MSK. Um, they, there are a lot of them that, in fact, a lot of NXT. Uh, superstars were at one point on impact right uh so so i think especially if you look at that but here here's the deal if you really break it down of the matches if i say you're saying five matches right well you you're gonna want to have at least one tag match so that's one match you're gonna want to have at least one women's match so that's a that's two matches there you're gonna want to have at least one north american championship level match maybe not technically north american champion but that level that that b level uh uh title sort of a thing um which also could be the x division championship right um either way or both i guess you could have you know champion versus champion or something like that and you're gonna want to have at least one top tier level match which would be main event. So that's four matches right there. There's only one match that's kind of a wild card, however you want to do. All right. All good. Um, Yeah, okay, go first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to do TJP versus Kushida. Um, I'm going to do... Oh, probably Jordan Grace versus future women's champion uh, Big Mommy Cool uh, wrestles with Dakota Kai. Why can't I remember her name? Raquel Gonzalez. Raquel Gonzalez. That was the first one that popped in my head, and then I saw TJP and went, oh, yeah. For tags, I'm going to do the Good Brothers versus... This is as of today, right? Yeah. All right, I'm going to do Good Brothers versus MSK because I think they're very soon to be NXT Tag Champions. Um, It is really, really hard, really hard to ignore Chris Bay and uh, Chris Bay and uh, uh, Rich Swan. So I guess I have Chris Bay and Rich Swan in a. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Chris Bay and Rich Swan versus. Um, oh my gosh. I think I'm gonna go with the way. I think I'm gonna go with Gargano. I mean, yeah. makes sense. I when you said Chris Bay, I was immediately thinking a singles match, Chris Bay versus Gargano. So. Yeah, I, I, I think I think if you do the way though, it allows that friendship to stay there, Rich Swan and Chris Bay, and then the other friendship, you know. I know that that friendship is falling apart. I get it, the Chris Bay and, and Rich Swan, but technically right now they're still pals. Yeah, technically right now Austin Theory and Johnny Gargano are falling apart, but Austin Theory just doesn't know why yet. Makes sense. And then the hard one is how to figure out to figure out how to get uh, Finn Balor in here because I want a good match. But but I feel like I, I'm I'm either gonna leave out Finn Balor or Moose because I have four matches I've already booked that are better matches than Fal- Finn Balor versus Moose. I, I don't think Finn Balor versus Moose is a great match. If we still had um, 
the the match I would I would want that is no longer there is Punish Martinez Punishment Martinez versus Moose, which has happened before, or also known as Damian Priest versus Moose. But Damian Priest is now on the main roster, so that doesn't work. Or Keith Lee versus Moose, or, or you know, all the all of the big NXT guys have been pulled up already. Um, if I could, if I had, uh, oh. Who's the chubby guy that's in the mid-card picture on NXT? Dang it, what is his name? It doesn't matter. If he had a tag partner, I would put him I would put him against uh Triple XL. But uh Finn Balor versus God dang. And Finn Balor versus Rich Swan, I feel like is just too much of a this is a this is a, a match you expect to see. Finn Balor in a handicap match versus the Motor City Machine Gun. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm awake. Bit, I got a little more fun, huh? <laughs> now I'm awake. Uh, I'm ready for this now. So, um I think I think the Good Brothers beat MSK, but it is a banger of a match. Um Well, that I, I mean Raquel, that's a perfect match for power versus the thing. Yeah. That's a I think, classic story. I think Raquel Gonzalez versus uh um oh, who did George I say? Grace. Jordan Grace. Um, I think that ends up being a great power match. Um, I, I personally think Raquel Gonzalez wins via shenanigan. So the the key there being the via shenanigan. Um, I think I'm trying to oh Chris Bay and uh, Chris Bay and Rich Swan versus the Way. Um, I'm also going to give that to Impact. I mean, you've got the world champion versus the the mid card champion. Um, and I and I think there's something to be said for how the others fall apart. Um, I know that I have Balor and Motor City Machine Guns as my as my final match. What was my other match? I don't remember what I said. Um, oh, TJP. Oh yeah, TJP. TJP versus. Um, dang it, I don't remember who I said. Um, you said not Gargano. Uh, Kushida. Kushida. Oh yeah, that's a Kushida match all day long, all day long. I feel like I've I've severely disrespected the NXT roster here because I've left Adam Cole out of this, and I've left I've left Tommaso Ciampa out of this, and I've left uh, Karrion Cross out of this. All guys who I'd want to see in this. I just I'm going for my top five here, which is the hard part. Um, and I, I I have Finn Balor beating the Motor City Machine Guns because somebody wants a title shot at Finn Balor. So I think that's your spot with Tommaso Ciampa or Karrion Cross um, coming out and uh, and like helping him win and then saying I expect I expect the favorite back, you know type thing. Um, and I don't feel like that's Adam Cole. So I think that's more of a Karrion Cross like I'm I'm gonna help you take this. And then I'm gonna destroy you the next night. I feel like that's Carrie Cross's character. You couldn't do it without me, and now I'm gonna do that to you. So that's how Balor wins, and it goes three to two NXT. Okay. And I really, literally, just just did the NWO angle, like the NWO invasion. Even though they were main carters, you didn't have your top in the industry defending the company. Instead, you had right under the top with Macho Man there. You know, like not mid card, just not Hogan either. That no, makes sense. <clears throat> I don't want to talk about it uh, until we hear JLB's booking, 
but remind me afterwards because I have a thought on the um, Jordan Grace uh, versus Raquel Gonzalez um, match. Okay. So just remind me. But we'll go to JLB. What you got, man? Um, I'm thinking... Well, one, I don't know a lot of the women in TNA. So me, for me, it's just Jordan Grace and then I know nobody else. Uh, not even. Uh, uh, formerly Emma. Emma. Oh, right. Yeah. Fair. But... I haven't seen her. Is she still the same as she was back in WWE? More or less. Or uh, well, she's she's uh, she's prima donna now instead of ditzy girl hanging out with Santino. But uh, and um, but wrestling wise, she's just as good. You got Diana Perazzo. Yeah, I, I know of the name, but again, I uh, in, in fairness, uh, JLB didn't watch a ton of NXT because Canada. Sure. Well, that's it's not even a Canada thing. It's just I could have twitched it, you know, which I didn't even do. No, I'm saying uh, NXT. You couldn't watch a ton of NXT. Oh, fair. Canada. Yeah. yeah but so, I mean, mine's just, just kind of going to be botched from the people that I know. But right off the bat, I'm thinking Ember Moon versus Jordan Grace. I feel like that would be a fun match. That is fun. Although Jordan Grace is maybe a slight heavier, but I still think that would be a nice mixture of styles. Her style's more powerhousey than Ember Moon's. That's it. Um, I at first I was thinking Gargano versus TJP. I could see it. I thought that too. I get, I get where you went with that. That just seems like a fun match. I don't know how TJP is, but from the TJP, how I remembered when he was in 205, he was absolutely phenomenal. And so that's the TJP I'm going with. So if he's better from what he did back in 205, then I'm all for it. They allow him to be better than they allowed him to be at 205, so yeah. Oh, perfect. Um, I'm trying to... Name me some of the tag teams in uh, TNA. In Impact? Uh, well, you've got Triple XL, uh, which, which doesn't really... That's one that I'll agree doesn't really match up with NXT overall because it, it's a couple huge guys. Right. I mean, you could have Bron. That's what his name is, Bronson Reed. But you don't maybe pair him with Killian Dane, and then then you have a comparable. I mean, you could put him against MSK, but no, that'd be fucking weird. Oh, not <laughs> a lot of fun. Not a lot of fun at all. Um, you've got uh, DK has two male wrestlers that are wrestled together as. Mm-hmm. You got. Uh... Don't remember who they are. Well, Black Taurus and and Crazy Steve. Isn't Brian Myers in DK? Uh, no, but he is in TNA or in Impact. Yeah, so. uh, I just um, thought he was in DK. Uh, Ace Austin used to team up with um. I can't remember the name. I'm looking here and I can't remember. Um, Scum. Yeah, Reno Scum is is a good tag team. Um. You had uh, was it De- uh, Desi Hit Squad, which was like uh, Divari and uh, Raj Singh and Rohit Raju uh, that were together and uh, Shira. So you, you could bring them together for it. Um, you know they do have a fair amount of like put people together and they're a tag team. You know, well, what I mean? they've got Heath and Rhino. Yeah, Heath and Rhino. Yeah. Um, Heath technically right now is injured, but for the sake of this, I'd be fine with it. Oh, Madman Fulton also teamed up with Ace Austin, so that wouldn't be a big. Yeah, yeah, that's an odd pairing. 
mm-hmm. for a while. Um, and unfortunately, Ethan Page is no longer with Impact because you had the North with Josh Alexander and Ethan Page. Um, right. Um, so through all that, I was also thinking of, oh, Jesus, now I forgot his name. But just for the crazy gimmick, I don't know if he's still playing a crazy guy on Impact, but uh, Dexter Loomis versus um, Young, Young, is it something Young? Am I in- Eric Young. Eric Young? Eric Young. Be kind of weird. Eric Young's a bit smaller, but they're both pretty, or at least he used to be crazy Eric Young from the last pay-per-view I saw. Um... But that would be maybe kind of interesting, and I'd ha- have Eric Young maybe win the match because Luma, uh, Dexter Loomis can go though, so he can really stick with Eric Young um, with all that he does. So it'd be not necessarily a David versus Goliath, but because Eric Young's not that short, you know, he's not Drake Maverick. Um, trying to think tag teams like, um, so. Also, who's the who's the current? Um, I feel like that would be a disservice, though. Um, I was gonna say, um, what's the champion's name again? Rich Swan. Rich Swan's the. Swan. I would love Sammy Callahan versus Dexter Dexter Loomis. Speaking of your crazy, that that would be a good. That yeah. would be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. That's very true. I just I don't know. I find Sammy I Callahan kind of boring, though. From the matches that I saw. I'm not a fan of his promos, but anytime you have somebody go up against Dexter Loomis, you need somebody who talks a little too much in the promos. Mm. Um, That's fair. But their promos aren't good to begin with anyways. I don't think anyone in NXT can... uh, You mean an uh, impact. Impact. I I think the, the problem with Impact's promos is production value, not so much promo capability. Um, I feel like but, it's just so off the dome. Hey, say this, say something along these lines, mm-hmm. and they give them freedom of choice. And it's just like, all right, we're doing it in one take, so don't fuck up. And like, oh, okay. So Which, that's again, what... that's that's a production choice, not a... I think there are some good promos. I think Sammy gets more credit than he deserves. I think Sammy is one of those people who the feud that he's in really impacts his promo quality when he was in his feud with tessa blanchard his promos were off the chain um but then they put him in a feud with uh, ken shamrock and mm-hmm. ken shamrock himself is not exactly known as a talker no that's true. and that's where it kind of fell apart then. but go ahead keep going so i was thinking willow maca versus uh kushida again maybe playing is it willow mac Willie. Willie? Willie Mac, sorry. Close enough. Again. I mean, you know, when Jeff Hardy wrestled there, he was Willow, so, you know. Oh, okay. Fair enough. But Willie Mac can just go, though. You know what I mean? He he would have to depend on his uh, flip-de-do magic to kind of pace Kushida, because Kushida's mad quick. I don't know who to do for tag teams, because I don't know who would go against MSK or who would go against The Way sort of ordeal. You said there can be pairs up. A lot in impact, but as a significant tag team, maybe. But the no, but Gargano's already in a match. So for the sake of it, I'll just say MSK versus. But the Good Brothers is no contest. Uh, MSK versus uh, Machine Guns. That's a hell of a match too. Mm-hmm. That might be fun. Yeah, and might both- be. That is definitely fun. <laughs> They faced each other though already in Impact, right? 
yeah. SK already, yeah, for sure. So it's kind of already happened, but um, and then who does? Uh, so I got the women. I got the tag. I got the dream match between TJP and Gargano. I got, or I guess maybe it's uh, who did I say Kushida was facing? Willie Mack. Willie Mack. Willie Mack. Right. Okay. So I'm missing one. Uh, Finn Balor versus Rich Swan. Title versus title. Because Rich event. Swan is good. Like I don't know what's wrong with him. Like when you see him wrestle, you're like, oh, this guy's pretty decent. I think it's just his character that's a that's a throw off, and makes you think he's not as good as he is. But that could be pretty decent too. It's just I don't know. This character's kind of garbage. And uh, I. So I have Jesus. Can you remind me of my picks? Kashida faced Willie Ma- uh, Willie Mac. Uh, I go with Kashida winning that. Smaller guy takes T- it. TJP Gargano. TJP Gargano. That goes to Gargano. Although that's gonna be one hell of a match. Um, MSK. City. Yeah. Yep. Oh. So I'm giving this to. Uh, uh, Motor City Machine Guns. You're about to say that Impact is a better brand, and I'm gonna whoop your butt. Eric Young versus Dexter Loomis. Go. Thank you. Don't sound so annoyed, though. Jeez. Um. Uh. Yeah. So I'm saying Dexter Loomis. On that, <sighs> Eric Young goes to Cray Cray. And um, I guess my last. Finn Balor. That leaves you with Rich Swan, Finn Balor, yep. Yeah, Finn. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I, 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 there's in no way, shape, or form if anything were to happen. If this was... Oh, jeez, I don't you know. You get a Finn versus Moose and you'd want Finn to win. It's tough to not want Finn to win. Yeah. this roster. Damn. But yeah, so therefore, I have I have NXT winning, though, technically, right? 3-2? No, I think you have Impact winning, but at the top no, of the cause... card... Because he had MSK win. Oh, that's right. He did have the MSK win. Okay. Yep. So 3 2. Both of us picked a 3 2 NXT win. That's okay. That's just fine. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's kind of what would happen, though. It's more <laughs> likely. Yeah. Well, if so, you're going to do a crossover, you have to have an NXT win because um, it is a better product. It's not. Well, the thing is. Bad. The thing is, anytime you have a crossover, there there's two different things that are happening. One. It's putting over uh, the m- more popular product, and two, it's giving exposure to the less popular product, right? So yeah. Impact pays for its exposure with losses, effectively. Yep. Yeah. No, I'd watch either of those shows. Yeah. So, so uh, my thoughts were. With Raquel Gonzalez versus Jordan Grace. Because you said uh, shenanigans um, could come into play with Raquel Gonzalez winning, right? Sure, yeah. And I I realized something that is perfect for the shenanigans for this to happen. So I'm going to pitch this storyline, right? So, of course, Raquel Gonzalez is going to have Dakota Kai on her side. Because Absolutely. they're, you know, the package deal right now. Which, which means... Jordan Grace is going to be outnumbered in most of that. Even though it's a one-on-one match, she still is going to have to contend with this person on the outside trying to interfere all the time. Uh, Dakota Kai starts to get heavily involved in it. A ref bump, maybe. Dakota Kai comes in. Now it's now it's a double team. Music hits. 
Taya Valkyrie shows up. Taya Valkyrie was last seen on Impact Wrestling just a few weeks ago and has not been seen on NXT yet, even though we know she's signed to NXT. Taya Valkyrie comes out and looks like she's there to do the save for her friend Jordan Grace from Impact Wrestling, but she's not. Shenanigans, Jordan Grace pinned. <laughs> Took three to do it. That definitely puts over Jordan Grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it. And it's a big debut for Taya Valkyrie on an NXT branded show. Yeah, um, gives her some impact. Pun intended. <laughs> but I'm cha. I'm a dad. I make bad puns. That's what I do. Anyways, so that was fun. Um, we will move on to our game. ROH, AEW, or Impact. I'm going to give a list of three WWE wrestlers that need to relocate to a different company, and then they're going to do the same, and we're going to round Robin, and it's going to be fun. And the first round is something I am sure we did at one point, um, because it makes absolutely no sense for us to have never done this, and so I feel like we definitely have done this, but the situation has changed dramatically since we would have done that. Um, So... The first round, the choices are Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin, and Bobby Lashley. Draped in gold. They are. I didn't even think about that. The Hurt Business holds all the Raw titles, all the Raw men's titles except for the mid-card. Yep. Huh. That's pretty cool. And if MVP could get back from his injury, maybe he could be in the mid-card title. Where could be? Um, I don't think mine changes much from the last time. I take Shelton Benjamin to, to AEW. Um, I just, I, I, I have watched Shelton Benjamin be underutilized in Impact and WWE. Somebody use him correctly, please. Someone, anyone, Didn't even please. On Impact. What? Didn't even realize he was on Impact at one point. Yeah, it was a few years ago, but yes, it's happened. Um, Bobby Lashley back to Impact because Bobby Lashley on Impact um, before. And um, that means Cedric Alexander goes to ROH where flip-de-doos are a thing. So it works. That's where I'm going. Okie doke. JLB? Yeah, so we're doing uh, Bobby Lashley to AEW's. Because I want to see him go up against Brian Cage, because uh, that would be a lot of fun. I feel like they maybe have they faced an impact when Brian Cage yes. was there. Lashley was already gone. Damn it. Yes. Okay. Um, so we're gonna see it again in AEW because uh, why not? Um, I am. I'm taking Cedric Alexander to Impact because <laughs> um, maybe Shelton Benjamin could go mentor someone in. Uh, I mean, the guy could still go. It's very, like, I don't mean to, but he's, he's out of his prime for sure, for sure, for sure. And Cedric Alexander would definitely be, I even feel maybe main rostered to the Impact uh, side of things. So I'm really excited for Cedric to get that push. And uh, Lashley just, uh, I would, I could only imagine that uh, Lashley would be pushed to the main card in AE Dubs too. So thus being the and then he would be the only grand slam champion to have an ecw title an impact title aew and wwe ray doesn't have to share that uh grand slam 
with RVD anymore because he won the AEW one as well. And that's where I'm going. I, uh, whew, just one more person to doubt Shelton Benjamin. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. I don't, I don't doubt Shelton Benjamin. I think he's phenomenally talented. Um, I just think that in this situation, you've got a Sophie's Choice and uh, someone has to go to Ring of Honor in one way, shape, or form. Um, yes, Ring of Honor uh, is very flippity friendly, so putting Cedric there makes a lot of sense. Um, but at the same point, Cedric's also younger, has a lot more future ahead of him. So putting him in a future-aimed company might be a better way to do it, too. So I, I see you both ways. All right. Okay. So what do you got. You want to go next, or you want me to? Uh, I guess I shall go next. Um. So we are going to do. I think of one that I haven't done. Do I? No. Okay. I'll stick that way. Okay. So we are going to do tag team, and you have to keep them there as a tag team. Okay. So we are going to do the New Day. It would, uh, yeah, okay. We're going to do the New Day, Otis and Gable, and the Street Profits. I'll go first. I, I don't know that I like it. Um, uh, this is solely because I think Gable deserves this opportunity. Um, I do not like Otis in this promotion, but I, I'm going to say it. So, Otis and Gable to AEW. Um, God, that that tag team just screws everything up because you really want Gable <laughs> to have an opportunity like that. But ugh. who knows though? AEW might book it better. Just as long as you know they don't have Kenny Omega doing it. What? What? Jeez, oh, you and Kenny Omega in the women's division. Golly. Yep. Never let anyway. him go. I'm holding on for dear life. Um. Street profits. Um, if only if if only because of Kofi's age and ability to teach and, and guide and lead and and flip to do and all of that stuff. Um, I'm gonna send Street Profits to Impact. I want to see Good Brothers Street Profits, and we haven't seen it. Um, I don't like New Day on ROH. I, I like New Day in AEW, but I I want more. I think New Day can make it anywhere, and I think. Chad Gable really needs an AEW um, level promotion. So, um, yeah, that's, I guess, New Day to ROH. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at, I suppose. Yeah, it's, it's not a fun choice one way or another. Um, so I agree with you for, for New Day to Ring of Honor in this respect. Um, the New Day are, are both veterans. Both, yes. both going to bring a whole lot to the table in terms of mentoring young talent. And in terms of young talent that we will eventually see in one of the other ones, that's where Ring of Honor does shine, right? Yeah. I mean, you look at the, the WWE roster and half of them got their start in Ring of Honor, if yeah. not more, right? So having a couple of the, 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 the level of Kofi and and Xavier Woods there to teach them uh, is a big deal there. Well, an up, up, down, down really would help ROH. Well, and and that actually brings a side two to it. Uh, Xavier Woods is also very, very savvy on how to plan for your eventual career after wrestling. Yeah. Um, and so for these younger 
less established wrestlers, it might be a very valuable lesson for them to learn how to plan for the inevitable wrestling list, whether it comes sooner or later. They will have to have some way to provide for themselves outside of wrestling. And he'd be able to mentor them in that way. Um, Where we probably differ the most is uh, the other two. But it, it sucks because I really don't want to put the Street Profits in AEW. With that tag division. Well, not even with that tag division. With but private it, party. With party. Yeah. yeah. With private party there, with the acclaimed there, which um, they, they're just all too similar of a, yeah. of a concept. And that that's tough. But in its current form, Chad Gable and Otis... <laughs> As much as I want Chad Gable to be an AEW, Otis, unfortunately, is the one who brings it down. Otis in Impact Wrestling has future potentials that he does not have in AEW. Um, yeah, I agree. And and Chad Gable could absolutely run the X Division or move on and run the heavyweight division in, in Impact Wrestling. So I'm going to put them in Impact and Street Profits in AEW, even though that's not exactly how I want to go with it. But I get it. I yeah. get it. Long story short, hashtag Gable deserves better. Yeah. I, I'm just pissed because I want to be clear. I don't hate Otis. I hate him in this pairing. I, I think this shows how WWE sometimes does things just for the sake of doing them without thinking about it. There's no reason Heavy Machinery should have broke up. Oh, absolutely none. If, if, especially if all they were going to do is put Otis in another tag team in a month, you and, know? And Barry Tucker. And Barry Tucker on Raw as effectively a jobber. Uh, you know, they would have been better off staying as a tag team and being a semi dominant force in the tag division. Yeah. Now they're both in bad storylines or no storylines. So, yeah. And Tucker has a look too, man. I'm really shocked that they're not trying to do something with Tucker. Like, oh, I think it's I think it's very much so Iconics all over again. I really do. Break up. The oh, Iconics. we're gonna push Peyton Royce. Oh, well, okay, we'll put her in a tag with with uh, Charlotte or with uh, Lacey. Um, oh, Lacey's pregnant. Now we don't have that. Billy Kay's doing well though with her with her very annoying, incredibly well done gimmick. Like she has made she has literally made chicken salad. Like oh. absolutely made chicken salad out of that crap. So good job to Billy Kay, because I didn't I really I didn't see it. But th- that's what this is all over again. And Tucker nor Otis is making chicken salad out of this. So uh, agreed. But um, and if you're a wrestling fan, you should know what the chicken salad reference is, just so you know. Yes, it's it's a reference to chicken something else that comes out of it. But yeah. why is that a wrestling reference? That's not. Uh, a, that's just a common reference. Because Eric Bischoff says. Eric Bischoff says it like oh. he's going a style. Ah, uh, okay. Well, that's just because Eric Bischoff's going out of style. What? No, no, Susan. I mean, you can say that all you want, but. Um, the uh, 83 Weeks podcast is still one of the oh, yeah. most downloaded, most popular wrestling podcasts. Yeah, it's probably right there. I mean, Stone Cold's podcast is probably the only wrestling podcast that's above it. 
Wow. Okay. Fair enough. Then I retract my statement, Debbie Downers. I don't know. <laughs> I said probably. Now somebody somebody's gonna tweet at me at DA Vincent K Fabe and tell me the exact rankings of downloads. And it's gonna be third or fourth or you know, fucking Simon Miller's gonna be above it or something, but calm down, fuckheads. <laughs> anyway. I'm just trying to see if there's uh a list of the most popular wrestling, wrestling podcasts. Oh, watch Bubba's be up there. Ugh. Oh, I guess Jericho's might be ahead of... But Jericho's isn't really a wrestling podcast. It's a rock and wrestling connection. Yeah. Kind of like the 80s. <laughs> anyway. Um, all right. So mine is uh, is recent title, <laughs> Losers, on, Losers on Raw. Just simple as can be, right? Just so happens they're all involved in the same storyline together. <laughs> but all of them have recently lost a title. So Miz, Drew, and Lashley... Lashley's also recently won a title, but he recently lost a title too. Okay, um, so so who was it again? Miz, Lashley, and Lashley, Drew, Drew McIntyre. Okay. Um, Lashley was on my list, and I think yeah, uh, he did to AEW for JLB and to Impact for you. Um, I think. I think Lashley to AEW for me. Um, really? Just because. Wow. I, I, three, you know, it's, three weeks it's, ago, I think that was Drew for you. It might have been. I, 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 I on Drew's name. God damn. I, I am, I am a, both a Drew McIntyre and a Bobby Lashley fan, and I have been since both of their runs in Impact. Um, the thing with with Lashley is that up until this week. <laughs> He never got the respect in WWE that he deserves. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and and you know, uh, Drew McIntyre got a year with the top belt. You know, uh, Bobby Lashley's best storyline. This is sad. You think about all of Bobby Lashley's career in WWE. His best WWE storyline, not his best ever storyline. His best WWE storyline was Donald Trump versus Vince McMahon. How sad is that? Um, I would plus, argue that the Lana storyline's better. <laughs> plus, that also gives you uh, a chance for the match that JLB wanted, Brian Cage versus Bobby Lashley, which I looked up. They wrestled against each other solo twice in Impact. Oh, and snap. both times, Brian Cage won. So this gives Bobby Lashley a chance to get his win back. Um, that being said, I'm unhappy with the fact that it makes me that I had to choose uh, in this particular case. <laughs> this means either putting Drew McIntyre in Ring of Honor, where we'd never see him, or putting Drew McIntyre back in Impact Wrestling, which he's already been and he was good, you know. And I'm like, uh. so really, the Miz is the is the the part of it that the the one that cast the tie-breaking vote, and as hard part with the Miz is he's already in AEW, MJF, so you can't yeah. put him in. You can't really put him there. That's too much him. And and unfortunately, I don't think the Miz characterized works in Impact very well. So I guess Miz and Ring of Honor and Drew McIntyre and Impact, maybe. Okay. Okay. And before we get to JLB's answer. Um, I want to point out that currently the Apple Podcast 
charts for wrestling podcasts. The top 10 starts off with Busted Open Radio. Number nine. Wait, oh, number 10 is, is, is Bubba. Okay. I yeah. thought you were saying he was number one. I was like, nah. Number 10. Number <laughs> okay. nine is New Day Feel the Power. Number eight, Grilling JR. Uh, number nine, The Man and the Myth. Which seven. I, excuse me, number seven. Excuse me, and I don't, I don't know that one at all. Number six, Talk is Jericho. Number five, Oral Sessions with Renee Paquette. Number four, 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff. Number three, Steve Austin Show. Number two, Something to Wrestle With with Bruce Pritchard. And number one, the recently launched Kurt Angle Show. Oh, shit. I didn't realize he had a show. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. But but yeah, that's I that's feel like current. that will drift down a little bit. That's current. If you go all-time trending, all-time best uh, wrestling podcast, Steve Austin Show's number one, Talk is Jericho, number two, Something to Wrestle, number three, and 83 Weeks, number four. Yeah, and I, I forgot Pritchard had his own. Mm-hmm. Mostly because who wants to listen to Brother Love? Apparently, a lot of people do. I'm actually shocked you can get a podcast while being in WWE. Like, I'm surprised they let you do it unless uh, it's, they, like, you know, the Graves. WWE has their own podcasting network. Yeah, so right. they, own, they own the New no, Day's but, podcast. Oh, they do. Okay, I thought yeah. the New Day had that way before. Okay. It's officially li- listed as the WWE Network thing. So they've got the New Day Feel the Power, Corey Graves After the Bell, Uncool with Alexa Bliss. Pritchard's is on it too, isn't it? Nope. Pritchard, Pritchard gets still... to own his own? Well, because he was on it before he came back to WWE. So he had this from before. It's Westwood he, One. So he was able to negotiate and say he can't touch it. As long as he stays away from uh, talking current, and that's the deal is the way he was able to get this it's kind of the same thing eric bischoff did when he was back with wwe is he said i made the rule that i wouldn't talk current product on this show and that's the deal something to wrestle with bruce Bruce pritchard almost exclusively deals with the 80s and 90s and some of the early 2000s um but that's a conrad thompson show in fact bruce is is this yep uh so is grilling jr so out of the top 10 three of them are conrad thompson how are you? How are you? I'm astonished he doesn't do one with his father-in-law. Actually, no, I'm not. I, 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 I don't know if I could deal with an hour and a half of of Rick talking. Yeah, Rick. I don't know if I could deal with another, you know, ten-minute podcast podcast with our promo with Rick talking. So, Rick as in Rick Flair? Yes. Oh no. Conrad Thompson's married to Rick Flair's daughter. Oh, I didn't realize that. Not Charlotte Ashley, yeah, I think. Right. The not Char- Charlotte daughter. Wait, no. Charlotte's Megan. real name is Ashley. Megan. That's who Megan. it is. Oh, they learn something new every day. So, I do Judah AEW. Add a boy. Uh, yeah, because uh, I think Drew would add a lot. He can even do something with, you know, the Omegas or even uh, the Moxleys of the world or him and Hangman Page might be a nice little mixture. Um, you know, he's very versatile in the ring. So, I think a lot of people don't give Drew enough credit. I know he's been champion for a year, so like, oh, what other credit do you want? But no one necessarily 
gives him his credit due. Oh, but it's the pandemic. That's why. But he's been doing significantly well or pretty freaking awesome. A on my list uh, for having a title with the pandemic. Sure, Raw has had a lot of shitty ratings and whatever, but that's not Drew's fault. What Drew is doing, though, people are watching. It's the rest of the product that is garbage. And this is the only guy I feel who's been champion who's had decent matches. Him and Sheamus, he doesn't have the title anymore. And that match was five stars, man. I really enjoyed that matchup. Um, So, yeah, Drew to AEWs. We got Lashley and Miz. Uh, I didn't. I didn't pick this because it was going to be easy, just so you guys know. I knew uh, this is going to be hard. Because the problem is, Miz is just so valuable because of his mic skills. And Lashley and Miz can still wrestle. He's good. He's still... And Lashley, yes, he's good as well, but the dude cannot talk on them. Well, in fact, I guess he did certainly better than what he did, what he does in WWE because they give him a little bit more freedom, but nowhere near the Miz, obviously. Um... So that's why I'm going to have to be a douche and uh, Miz to Impact because uh, he would definitely uh, get a lot of eyes onto the Impact forum. I think his cockiness would work there. There is quite literally no one on the roster as cocky as him. So he'll be their MJF, if you will. Um, and then you're going to have Lashley to ROH. And Lashley will most likely win another title there because Lashley's a beast. He really is. He just can't talk on the mic, which diminishes his value a little bit when comparing these three wrestlers. Um, and that's what I'm going with. I did know what was my... I had a question concerning... <clears throat> nope, nope, I lost it. Yeah, yep, yep. So that's it. Yeah, that's what I'm picking. And uh, I'll ask my question if it comes back to me before the podcast is done. Awesome job. Thank you. Yeah, Thank that you. was amazing. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I'm just gonna say and call out to our listeners: you guys need to uh, get a little bit better at um, getting us on these ratings here, because I'm looking at the uh, top ratings for wrestling podcasts, and we're not nowhere near where we need to be. Where are we? Nowhere I'm near rated. where I want to say. <laughs> are, are we rated? Are, are we? Yeah, are uh, we rated? Uh, on this current week's, we're not up there we've been up there we've been as high as 130 i believe in one one week but um our our downloads were down this week which puts us down low to learn and that makes me sad panda oh no i don't like it when smokes a sad panda yeah yeah, makes yeah sad panda's yeah. never fun so so i'm calling you out listeners you need to turn that around and get us up there on the charts again and this is where they shut you off. Calling us out? I'll call you out, motherfucker. Boom. <laughs> Press pause on you. Yep. However, how do we rank in South Korea? Because, you know, one week we were the most listened to podcast in all of South Korea. Mm-hmm. Yes, we were. We love South Korea. Almost as much as Turks and Kaikos. <laughs> but on that note, I think we've milked this uh, week's dry, so we will start to wrap things up. 
Make sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Make sure to follow us on social media. You can follow me at Raw and Order WBU, pretty much any of social media. You can follow DA Fabe at DA Vincent K Fabe. And JLB is always available at JLB420, guys. Just 420. At JLB420, of course, Real Talk Radio is the brand at Real Talk Radio 8. Um, anchor.fm slash RTR. I should be getting up to date with my staff because I'm on vacation. But who would have thought it? Because I'm on vacation. I'm also a lazy bones. So apologies. But uh, I will uh, get her on it pretty soon. Have a few more movie reviews. I just watched uh, the Golden Globes and realized I didn't watch a lot of those films. So uh, I went to watch some of those so I can give you guys my feedback for those who give a crap. And uh, yeah, that's uh, anchor.fm slash RTR. I think I mentioned that. And uh, that's, that's pretty much it. Yep, I'm good. So, uh, in relation to me calling out the listeners for not, you know, getting us higher on the Apple Podcast ratings, you need to give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Just like the number of stars, you'll give your vacation when you go to beautiful Turks and Caicos. Montreal, Quebec, Canada. No one wants to go there. (gasps) Beautiful city. That's harsh, man. Yeah, very harsh. I I mean, in fairness, I would like to go there someday, (laughs) but not over Turks and Caicos. Like, if we're talking a balance beam, Turks and Caicos wins that every time. You don't know what you're missing. Well, in fairness, no, I don't know I what I'm missing I think... Turks and Caicos either, but I'm still going to choose Turks and Caicos. <laughs> That's valid. Well played. <laughs> but uh, you can find links to all the places to listen to this, all of our social media, all of that stuff in the doobly-doos for this episode. Um, it's also going to have links to shop.spreadshirt.com slash rawandorderwbu so you can get up some merch um, and our Patreon so you can join us there. But on that note, we're going to close the book here on the Fantasy Booking Institute. So uh, we will see you soon. Thanks for listening. Ciao.